show radio public broadcasting network february 19 2023 um just a f- i have a feeling of sick um foreboding and this has build, been building a long time but it's really gone into critical mass over the last couple of weeks due to the fact of the the cascading sequence of events <clears throat> the clip the the rapidity of these things coming at us is boy 6 months ago if you thought it was bad now it's just it's an all out assault and this is you know the freaks in the Pentagon and the, and the intelligence community, they're, they're getting off on this and their controllers. Uh, they like putting pe- putting the screws to us and then really seeing people um, around the edges of society uh, basically snapping out and attacking each other and all these things that we're witnessing, the racial destabilization operations, the overall demoralization operations that are pounding us, the multifaceted attack on the food supply. And now, you know, they were going after the processing plants. Now they're just going after the farmland. Don't you just love that? I was like, you know what? They're, they're getting really, really, um, ruthless with this um, system and this was this was a little user that henry mccow had posted they derailed a train carrying perhaps the worst chemical cargo possible and then guess what it wasn't even marked a bunch of it wasn't even marked as highly uh, dangerous and then detonated every single car carrying that substance right in the middle of the most prime farmland in the country that's clear and obvious, an act of war waged on the United States by the government. Clearly, the worst enemy of the USA is its own government. Stolen elections have consequences, and this is proof. <clears throat> this quote-unquote weather system is, in fact, the worst toxic waste known to man put into the sky by the government of the USA. Well... <clears throat> There's some really, really creepy stuff. Mr. Producer, get clip six ready. Now, this has been breaking all over the place in the last day or so. Um, and just this just shows you the in-your-face, like, we don't even care. You know, we we know this white noise movie most of us do, and and if not, I'll talk about it in a little bit, but um, I'm going to play this clip first, and then we'll talk about the White Noise movie and kind of how just goofy this is, and it's just like, remember how the predictive programming used to be slick, and well, it's I mean, it was always kind of cheesy, but it was at least slicker than, than it's like they're it's like, you know what, we're going to dumb down this stuff to idiocracy levels to where 
those people that been around in the kind of conspiracy research, predictive programming research, uh, that sort of thing, this is just going to demoralize them the worst due to the fact that they, they've they seen it for years and all these shootings and events and, and so forth. You know, but let's go ahead and listen to clip six real quick. This is Dabu 7 with what I believe to be bombshell information that really is the icing on the cake when proving that someone knew that something was going to happen in East Palestine before it did. We now have proof. All these local farmers and residents coming forth and saying that they were approached by our government and its agencies a week before this derailment. And they were asked if they would wear these My ID emergency service surveillance bracelets or these biometric trackers, so to speak, tracking your heart rate, your breathing, all of that. So these people just show up of all places on the planet a week before this goes down, like, oh, you might want to wear this monitor. Well, why? Why would, why would anyone want to? Most people say they ignored it because they didn't expect anything to happen. Well, this is a dead giveaway that someone knew something big time was going to go down. When you show up the week before handing these things out, man, this is as obvious as it gets. And let's look at all the other supposed coincidences, which I don't believe in coincidences. The CDC just came out and updated their guidelines Right before this happened, they updated its profile on vinyl chloride specifically, removing a section on how, it, how the chemical affects children. Then we come to find out that there's a movie, White Noise, that was shot and filmed in this exact town on this exact situation. You can't make it up. You talk about being telegraphed. I'm telling you right now. Call it what you want. To me, this is the icing and the cherry on top. All right, go ahead and stop this it there. Digital um, so they're handing out these digital tracking little bracelets okay, a week before this goes down. And you got this white noise film. And I got the Wikipedia an absurdist comedy drama film written and directed by Noah Baumbach. Sounds real... Uh, kosher there okay adapted from the 1985 novel with the same title it's his first directed feature not to be based on a orig- on an original story of his own you know his stars blah 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 john Cheadle and adam driver and all these people um and basically um Jack Gladney in 1984. Jack, this is the plot. Jack, Jack Gladney is a professor of Hitler studies at the College on the Hill in Ohio. Despite his specialism, he speaks no German and is secretly taking basic lessons to prepare for a speech he is due to give at a conference. Jack is married to Babette, his fourth wife. Together they raise a blended family with four children, Heinrich and Steffi, from two of Jack's previous marriage to Denise from Babette's previous marriage, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so, um, but basically 
However, their lives are disrupted when a cataclysmic train accident casts a cloud of chemical waste over the town. This airborne toxic event forces a massive evacuation, which leads to a major traffic jam on the highway. Um, Jack drives to a gas station to refill his car. He's inadvertently exposed to the cloud. The family and numerous others are forced into a quarantine at a summer camp. Quarantine isn't that nice. Um, Murray supplies Jack with a small palm-sized pistol to protect himself against the more dangerous survivalists in the camp. Um, and then they, tr- you know, one day chaos ensues when multiple families desperately try to escape the camp. Um, just kind of, um, interesting how they're throwing these things together in this movie and then they, they run this thing. Um, Mr. Producer, get clip seven ready. Now, this is from X-22 the other day, and he's going, um, one of the regular people that he kind of quotes in his narrative that he weaves over there is talking about this um, Ohio train thing. Go ahead and play clip seven. Oh, we got a, we gets frozen. It's a rumble video. Okay. Um, so anyway, there's, there's kind of, um, there's kind of some arguments going back and forth between people about how serious this is, um, you know, with, okay, go ahead and play it. Most of the people don't understand that this is what they're seeing, but those people that are pulling the strings, those people that are actually dripping a lot of the information out, those people that are behind this, I think the message is for those people. Now, who are those people? I do believe they're the White Hats. They're the Patriots. But Julian's Rum, he put out something very interesting on True Social, and he started to look at the train accident, and he noticed that, hey, the train accident doesn't make sense, especially where the train car tipped over and dumped all this toxic chemicals. And this is what he put out. Christ save us. They derailed the East Palestine train directly over a drainage culvert, and the drainage pond feeds into streams which feed into the Ohio River. Look how the orange train car is tipped right over the drain culvert. This was a deliberate act of terrorism against the American people. Then he followed up with another uh, truth, and he said the following. For those confused by my recent post... I noticed the East Palestine train derailed directly over two drainage pipes, yellow squares. Then I noticed that the orange car, red rectangle, was out of place compared to the cars around it. Someone deliberately placed and tipped the orange car, which contained toxic chemicals, into the drainage culvert, which feeds into the Ohio River. In other words, this was an act of terrorism, and this is some pretty damn good proof. And yeah, how could this possibly happen where this one car is off to the side, directly over the the drains and it just so happened that is the drain pipes that lead right into the river i mean coincidence i i don't think so and the other thing that's very interesting is that the train cars that derailed in ohio they were labeled non-hazardous material that's strange right there so we can see that we're seeing a lot of events occur, right, and i do believe there. 
Um, so, you know, people are people are out here saying, okay, why did the government decide to blow all these cars instead of okay, whichever ones were leaking uh, and so forth, and then getting the cars that were okay derailed but still intact out of the way instead of just blowing this whole freaking scene sky high and then causing this massive plume and so forth so railway employees are saying one major factor made the ohio derailment so much worse and they say the size of the train 151 cars 9,300 feet long 18,000 tons was a factor in the accident um, they also said the train had experienced trouble before the derailment. They said the train, which started its journey in Madison, Illinois, that's close to here, uh, had broken down at least once before the Ohio accident. The train was simply too long. We shouldn't be running trains that are 150 car lengths long. Uh, there should be some limitations to the weight and the length of the trains. You know, people are talking about Norfolk Southern and the infrastructure and then talking about these uh, Biden ending this possible strike that was going to happen, the government saying, no, you guys can't strike, and they basically uh, squeezing these employees to exhaustion and so forth and so on. It's <clears throat> There's a lot of stuff here uh, that, you know, it's floating around now. Everybody's tying this kind of um, uh, ESG Vanguard and all this. So American intelligence media, okay. So Vanguard is a common denominator in the East Palestine, Ohio vinyl chloride poisoning disaster. Um, so they're talking about BlackRock and Vanguard and and all this stuff. Um, data centers in Chicago are tied to Earthlink and Enlight internet internet fiber, fiber cables that run along the train right of way through the center of East Palestine, Ohio. These cables help connect Chicago, Washington D.C., and New York. <clears throat> Vanguard controls all the Earthlink and Enlight fiber internet trunk cables running through East Palestine, Ohio. Vanguard also controls the Norfolk Southern Railroad that derailed 52 cars in East Palestine, Ohio, releasing toxic vinyl chloride uh, into the air and water. And it goes on to all this. It really posts all this um, ownership, okay, and so forth. It gets really, really into... Um, really gets really into the whole kind of a conspiratorial um you know angle to all this now somebody could make the case it's like okay well if blackrock and vanguard own everything then if anything goes bad somewhere it's eventually going to get up near you know and say oh it was all owned by these guys so now there's another article was east palestine a disaster simulation for bankers to ins install ESG, environmental social governance, which is all like your climate change woke, environmental, and then the social. Okay, so it's it's your green woke deal. I guess you would want to say what ESG really is. Okay, um, 
so fabricating disasters to install ESG. Um, transport of hazardous materials through towns is tightly controlled in Ohio, and normally the trains slow down to a crawl inside city limits to avoid such spills as we just witnessed in East Palestine. Internet dark and lit fiber trunk lines wherever possible are embedded under the railroad rights of way. Rail derailments are a sneaky way to selectively shut down digital communications. Um, There are network partners that internet service providers utilize for the transport of internet traffic. That's where the outage occurred yesterday. It affected other internet service providers as well. Um, Rail service disruptions along this rail internet fiber system of Chicago, Northeast, um, and then the Kansas City, St. Louis, and all this stuff. It gets into um, this thing called spread networks, okay, partners with CME groups, the world-leading derivatives marketplace. It gets into all this stuff. Kind of interesting. Um, uh, you know... It, I mean, so many people have done so much on it. I don't really feel like I want to sit here and, and talk about it. But um, let's see. The Get Clip 5 ready. Now, this is like a one-minute rundown of kind of like this UFO stuff. and Because everybody feels that this is distraction, okay? Uh, a lot of people think this is distraction from the Epstein uh, list that's been allegedly dumped onto the dark web. Um, The bombing of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and uh, its ties to promises made by Newland and and Biden and so forth. Let's listen to clip five for about a minute. Let me summarize all the stories that are coming out right before this UFO conveniently got everybody's attention off of them. It's starting to look likely that Joe Biden was responsible for the Nord Stream pipeline blowing up, dude. That's an act of war, and he lied about it, and it's a climate catastrophe, and nobody's talking about it. Hunter Biden is going after people for sharing personal information from, guess what? The laptop, which means it was his, which means Joe Biden lied about everything. The emails in that laptop prove that Joe Biden was making money on Chinese and Ukraine business deals with his son. There's Twitter hearings going on right now, and the former Twitter executives are saying that they cooperated with the FBI to censor that Hunter Biden laptop story from you, the public, right before an election, which is more election meddling than any other bad country could hope for. The other thing the public's being made aware of is all of the side effects that are coming from the vaccines because the government employees are telling the Twitter executives, I've got side effects that I can't get rid of, and you censored the information which would have helped me make a better decision from Harvard and Stanford medical experts. There's also massive excess deaths that are happening in almost every country right now, and nobody can figure out why. And now they've added that COVID-19 vaccine to the routine schedule for children. Some won't be over to even go to school unless they get this shit, dude. But your friend, the media, is telling you about the UFO. So, the truth is somewhere in there, okay? Now, people are really talking about um, the... what's happening with about to be, you know, go down with 
a major war um, in the Ukraine. Okay, so this, the hijacker sent me some of this stuff, and I'm um, and I'm just going to read some of the stuff he said. Massive five thousand tanks and military equipment army waiting in Poland. Um, basically, um, video from off the grid, grid desert farming, U S preparing for the largest land and air battle since world war two against Russia. Um, we have been played sitting in the underground coal mines in Poland on the railroad tracks are 5,000 plus tanks and armored equipment ready to flood across the plains of Western Ukraine. This is it. The Israelis with their dolphin subs blew up the Nord Stream pipelines. Well, other people say we twisted the Nor- Norwegian Navy, kind of like their SEAL teams to kind of do that for us. Um, also, no one can no one understand why the Russians are building up so many trench lines and secondary and even five or six lines deep. Um, so it's decision has been made to use up and destroy the weapons of war um, that we can use to defend ourselves on the plains of the most fertile ground of the earth so that they can usher in a new robotic AI weapon system which only the oligopolies can use and control. Mankind will become obsolete, obsolete and insignificant once he has no way to defend himself without the weapons of war. Game over. I mean, you know... The stuff I'm reading in other places, like uh, with uh, like veterans today and stuff, there's some interesting uh, articles up there from Jonas Alexis. Um, one of one of them is is this, and it's talking about. Kiev's Kazarian Mafia oligarch asked Netanyahu to intercede with Putin. Uh, The Israelis have a direct interest in Ukraine. Most of the big entrepreneurs in Ukraine have Jewish roots and help Israel. It is beneficial for them that this influence is maintained regardless of the circumstances. Okay. From this is from Dmitry Rodinov, U.S. Undersecretary of State for political affairs, Victoria Newland has promised Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu a Nobel Peace Prize if he convinces Russian President Vladimir Putin to withdraw troops from the Ukraine. If Bibi can get Putin out of Ukraine, I will give him a Nobel Prize, she said at the Washington-based Carnegie think tank. Um, Israelis who stay away from the anti-Russian coalitions of Western countries continue to believe that they have a special relationship with the Russian Federation, she said. Um, So they're trying to get Bibi here uh, to try to stop Putin and and so forth and so on. Basically the crux of this, okay? Um, But the other article that I saw this week, it really gets into the Kazaria 2.0 stuff, okay? And this is from a Swedish guy named Jan or Jan West. Um, So when Ukrainian President uh, Yanukovych decided in November 13th 
I mean, November 2013, to shelve the decision on a cooperation agreement with the EU. This decision was followed by immediate occupation of Maidan Square in Kiev by protesters. These protesters, more or less armed, were they able to, were then able to push through a coup d'état in early 2014. There's so much that just goes back to 2014 with this whole thing that you know you're always seeing dates on articles and this this stuff that really just pops up this year. A question that arises in retrospect is whether these protesters represented the great crowd or whether it can be seen largely as a fruit of the quote-unquote Nazi propaganda fed by the CIA since 1954. Well, in 2004, the CIA got the EU on board, and this U.S.-led European organization was unable to spend 496 million euros in support of front groups such as the right sector or Svoboda. Okay? Um, And then this is kind of interesting. Um... Crimea, in particular, had been very desirable to the Jews ever since 1945 when a destitute Stalin came close to selling the entire peninsula to Jewish bankers. This suggests the CIA was under Zionist domination and could fall back on the words of the Jewish ideologue Brzezinski. Whether you're a Nazi or a jihadist does not matter as long as you fight Russia. Okay? Um... So let's see here. I wanted to get into um, the worldwide Jewish organization. Kabad Lubavitch had a very strong center in Dinet Propetrovsk in Ukraine. In a writing um, published on May 28, 2014, with the title "Rebuild Kazaria in Ukraine" by K.F. Ipachev, one can clearly see that the meaning of the Maidan coup was not only political. A religious overthrow would take place in secret. A politician in the said city, B. Filatov, announced the project Jewish Kiev. And the powerful oligarch, Kolomoisky, who was also an Israeli citizen, confirmed Kabad's ultimate goal. To build in Ukraine a new state, the promised land, the new Zion. They got a long way because several of the leaders in the in the coup were Zionist, and soon they began to speak openly in these circles that they could forget about Israel and instead wait for the Messiah on Ukrainian soil. Yes, they even started changing the name Ukraine to Kazaria. Here then I must tell you briefly about the country of Kazaria because our educated historians and teachers tasked with teaching the subject of history never dared to put that word in their mouths. Okay. And I'm going to skip that part, okay? Um, Okay, so this suddenly changed in the run-up to 2014 when it appeared that Ukraine would be vacated. Think about all the people being killed and dislocated, okay, out of this area. An Israeli commission consisting of historians had, on behalf of the government, investigated the issue of Jewish debt from Khazaria. The results were presented in a secret report, which, however— was somehow leaked to the Israeli correspondents. Hirsch, Astropeler, and Izzy Grosser Spaz was able to report the results in the Times of Israel, 3-16-2014. And this gets into the book, this is really into the book, um, DNA Science in the Jewish Bloodline by Tex Mars, which I own, and uh, Ariana uh, Eliak, the 
and all these um, geneticists were, you know, looking at these um, Kazarian bloodlines and all. And it really go piggybacks on Arthur Kessler's 13th tribe stuff. <clears throat> um, the evidence that Eastern and Central European Jews have no historical claim to Palestine has resulted. Oh, there's the break. We'll continue this on the other side, folks. Uh, it's very interesting. And it piggybacks on everything we've been talking about here on the broadcast for quite a while. And I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee. And after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good. And uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee. So I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Tune in Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Farron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules. Like you, like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children. Listen, news media, all pulling off this gigantic fraud. Rhino, neocon, cucks. There's this wonderful thing it's called Vote With Your Feet. Move to California. I am a conspiracy factualist and everyone else is a reality theorist. Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere Give me liberty or let's give you death. Any excuse to go in and kill yourself for this, this this fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today.
So, as far as this thing with the the Kazaria, and this is why I kind of harp on it so much, is because it's the real mystery of of Vladimir Putin. And I've been talking about him being a, a mysterious person in the real unknown quantity um, since I've been on the air. But back to this article, the evidence that Eastern and Central European Jews have no historical claim to Palestine has resulted in a flurry of activity in Israel and abroad. However, some Israelis and Jews abroad are not taking any chances. One of the main reasons why billionaire tycoon Kolomoisky, the governor of the Dnipropetrovsk province is spending tens of millions of dollars on the recruitment of right-wing Ukraine nationalists and quote-unquote neo-Nazis from another part of Europe to fight against the Russian-speaking majority in the Donbass region of eastern Ukraine is a fear that plans to turn Ukraine into a second Israel will be derailed. Now, the, here's, here's what's the crazy thing. And it's like these Ukrainians who let's just say can't see the the chessboard a couple layers up here they're stuck in the middle of this they there's a bunch of them where they really don't like zelensky uh, they're nationalists they're pro white etc cetera, etc cetera, but uh, they're very leery of the russians okay now there's a couple articles up, you know, um, one of them's up on Renegade Tribune. Putin, Putin is planning to change Volgograd's name back to Stalingrad, according to Kremlin insiders. Um, and, you know, and if that's true, um, you know, um, that doesn't look good. That that almost means that you have these aspirations to reestablish this Soviet type of system rather than a federation of freer um, peoples. Now, TASS is over here basically saying Kremlin rebuffs rumors of Volgograd being renamed Stalingrad after Putin's visit. Um, so... Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov has rejected rumors that during President Vladimir Putin's forthcoming trip to the uh, region on February 2nd to mark the 80th anniversary of the Red Army's victory in the Battle of Stalingrad, a decision will be made to rename Volgograd to Stalingrad. No, I can't confirm anything. And that's the, the basically the last that I've seen of it. But if... If Putin was really an anti-communist, the last thing you would want to do is start renaming renamed areas back to the retrograde, the communist um, name. So you're seeing, and I'm and I'm seeing some of these pictures of some of these Russian troops. Allegedly, these are contemporary pictures, wearing hammers and sickles, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, it's not something that makes me comfortable. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um, and especially with this this Israel project, second Israel project going on. Um, 
Back to this article, the anonymous Netanyahu aide is also quoted by the Times of Israel journalists as revealing why the Israeli government is making a play for a large Israeli settlement in Ukraine. As the prime minister has said, no one will tell Jews where they may or may not live on the historic territory of their existence as a sovereign people. He is willing to make painful sacrifices for peace, even if that means giving up part of our biblical homeland in Judea and Samaria. But then you have to expect us to exercise or our historical rights somewhere else. We decided this will be on the shores of the Black Sea, where we are we're an autonomous people for more than 2,000 years. Even the great non-Zionist historian Simon Dubnow said we have the right to colonize Crimea. It's all in the history books. You can look it up. Sad for Netanyahu and his supporters that Putin managed to take Crimea before... Israel occupied the island, or if Ipatyev put it, Putin was faster, leaving no chance to the Kolomoisky junta, nor their Kabad bosses. No, it didn't go very well. The only thing that the CIA and its clients succeeded exceptionally well in was its ability to convince Western politicians and the mainstream that Russia was the real cause of this Ukrainian catastrophe. The reality looks like this. 40 million Ukrainians are brought to the brink of hell by a junta, consisting of the USA, Israel, NATO, and the EU. There they are left without help. Um, So, you know, and then people are talking about, um, you know, would, um, think about this, um, negotiations with these bastards, nobody in their right mind would ever do that. Mr. Putin's nobody's fool. Ukraine will never be a small landlocked country completely under Russian control. Russia will never tolerate a hostile Israel right next door. It won't happen, period. And so, you know, um, it remains to be seen whether Putin has a backdoor deal with Netanyahu and the Israelis to let them uh, move into this war-torn, devastated country to redevelop it, Marshall Plan kind of 2.0 thing. Um, I, I would have to lean, I would have to lean towards that Putin is probably in on the deal, um, that's just me right now. Others, I'm sure, be like, no way. Look at all A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, and I. But that's just my gut telling me that. And I don't. That's that's not something that I would want. Okay. Um, Israeli firm dubbed Team Jorge meddled in more than 30 elections around the world through hacking, sabotage, and disinformation with black ops service fronted by ex special forces operative. Um, The firm was dubbed Team Jorge by investigating journalists who posed as potential clients in order to gather information on its methods and capabilities. Um, Its boss, Tal Hanan, is a former Israeli special forces operative who boasted of being able to control supposedly secure Telegram accounts. Now, Telegram, that's, that's allegedly owned by a Russian. It's probably a Russian Jew. Um, and thousands of fake social media profiles, as well as painting, planning news stories. The investigation was carried out by a consortium of journalists from 30 outlets. 
including The Guardian in Britain, Le Monde in France, Der Spiegel in Germany, and El País in Spain, under the direction of the France-based nonprofit Forbidden Stories. It adds to a growing body of evidence that shadowy private firms across the world are profiting from invasive hacking tools and the power of social media platforms to manipulate public opinion and to sway voters. An Israeli firm sought to influence more than 30 elections around the world for clients by hacking, sabotage, and spreading disinformation. Um, Let's see. The methods and techniques described by Team Jorge raised new challenges for big tech platforms. Evidence of a global private market and disinformation aimed at elections will also ring alarm bells for democracies around the world. Hanan did not respond to detailed questions saying only, I deny any wrongdoing. The 50-year-old told three undercover reporters that his services often called in black ops in the industry were available in intelligence agencies, political campaigns, and private companies. We are now involved in one election in Africa. We have a team in Greece and a team in the Emirates. We have completed 33 presidential-level campaigns, 27 of which were successful. Most of the campaigns, two-thirds, were in Africa. It's funny how Africa is like this big focal point with the Chinese, and you got these Israelis all involved with their elections. And you really got to feel bad for the animal kingdom in, in Africa where so many of the last, a, a lot of exotic species and that sort of thing. It's just the world is just encroaching and, uh, you know, on their habitats and so forth. Uh, you know, it really, it really sucks to see uh, this rapacious system that's over us all. Um, looking to dominate every square inch of this earth. Um, but it's interesting, you know, you you got all this stuff coming out about this Israeli shadowy firm. Now, this one's interesting. Um, the Department of Justice drops probe into Representative Matt Gates after a leaked text implicate Israeli government in $25 million extortion plot. So you got, you got team Jorge running around manipulating, manipulating elections. And then you've got proxies of the Israeli government, um, going after some of our very prominent politicians. Um, you know, Gates comes from his old man's a billionaire or something of this nature. And they were trying to get 25 million out of, his family, uh, not that says not that G- Gates isn't a little goofball and he likes young chicks or whatever. There's a picture of him with this Joel Greenberg character and Roger Stone. You know these guys, these South Florida guys, these political types, um, and this Scott Adams of Dilbert is all in this thing too. Um, and he's texting back and forth to this Jake Novak character, media director of the Israeli consulate in New York City, um, showing Novak had prior knowledge of Gates' sex trafficking investigation. Um, just weird, weird stuff. Um, and 
and then it gets into this Bob Levinson character who's in he he's um in Iran <clears throat> and some other Jew that's locked up in Iran and and Matt Gates's dad is involved with trying to free this guy. The backstory is this is screwing up my efforts to free Bob Levinson. Gates's dad was secretly funding us. So I'm very much wanting this to be untrue. I've got a commando team leader friend of mine nervously waiting for wire transfers to clear. Um, so, I mean, this is just, it's real, real slimy. Um, you know, underbelly here of this world. It's just corruption after corruption after corruption. You know, um, and I just, you know, this whole thing with, with Epstein and all this, and then Gates. Um, so this was up on Involved.com. VIP elite panic after real Epstein list has been leaked on the dark web. Um, so, and I'm seeing some of these like black YouTubers talking about Jay-Z and Beyonce <clears throat> killing little kids. And I mean, this is, this is bubbled out to where, and I, and I read a list. Uh, I don't know how long ago it was an alleged list of the, and Jay-Z and Beyonce were on there uh, of all these Epstein Island types. And now Jim Carrey's running around talking about he's suing anybody that says he was there on Epstein Island. I guess he's kind of, um, um, you know, crazy stuff. Because the allegations and implica implica implications are so serious, there's been a tremendous deal of debate surrounding Jeff Jeffrey Epstein's life and alleged demise. Those implications pose a threat to shadow our perceptions of powerful people. And, there, you know, there's all this stuff breaking out about Tom Hanks again as well, such as presidents, senior lawmakers, and those in charge of our businesses and nations. According to the standards of our systems, these individuals would be criminals engaged in grievous and implacable crimes against humanity. Um, so... But if you're wasting your time, if you keep up with the mainstream media's coverage of legal proceedings and hope that they would reveal accurate information on Epstein's VIP elite clients, this information will never be made public by the mainstream media. Their current reality would end as a result. The corrupt system as a whole would be brought down from within. Yet the truth will eventually surface. Just keep looking in the right spot. That's all. We are unable to forget or forgive after knowledge is revealed. What do we know so far? We know that... Jeffrey Epstein was a close friend of former President Bill Clinton and best friend of Queen Elizabeth's favorite son, Prince Andrew. These two reprobates were so desperate to spend as much time as possible with Epstein, they left a trail of evidence that fact-checkers who are experts in making scandals go away for the elite haven't been able to cover up the evidence. <clears throat> and Bill Gates, of course, was you know uh, involved with this guy and everything. Um, but they're talking about you know, uh, this stuff being leaked on the dark web. So we'll see. We'll see whether, you know, things start to bubble out. Okay. Um, and, and it gets into Isaac Cappy, Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington, Avicii, Anthony Bourdain. Um, you know, and they're saying that they were cut down before their time. It's kind of interesting. Anne Heche, 
Coolio, uh, all this stuff. It's 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 interesting. We'll see if this stuff starts bubbling out on about the you know the dark web and there was there was lists floating around a couple of years ago. So we'll see how this uh, plays out. Um, let's oh this this is really really fascinating and I can see this moving through Europe first, just like the 15 minute cities are starting to, I guess, try to this idea. They're trying to get it uh, to bore its way into Europe to where you can't travel for more than 15 minutes away from your place of residence or so forth and so on. Um, Mr. Producer, get clip four ready. Um, they're going to outright, this is their plan where you're going to, you're not going to own anything because any of us that own quote unquote, I don't, you know, you own a home, but do you, if you live in a state where you have to pay real estate tax, if you, if you don't pay that tax every year, after a couple of years, they're going to sell your house right up from under you. Okay. So you don't own it. You could have the deed and all this other crap, but guess what? You don't own squat. Because if you don't pay the taxes, you're gonna they're gonna sell you mortgage it to somebody else right up from you send a sheriff over and kick you out. Um, let's go ahead and listen to clip four. We got it. Oh, we're doing clip four. We're having some computer. Here we go. Welcome. This is crazy stuff. The EU is currently working on a draft law that provides for the expropriation of older residential buildings. All buildings that do not meet the new EU energy efficiency standards are affected. These buildings may no longer be used after 2030. I repeat that again. These buildings may no longer be used after 2030. That's already in seven years. Of course, there is no true expropriation. You just no longer have the permission to live in your own house or to rent it out. This logic follows seamlessly the German economics minister Robert Habeck, who, when asked whether he was expecting a wave of insolvencies at the end of this winter, replied, No, I don't do that. I can imagine that certain industries will simply stop producing for a while. How can businesses not be bankrupt if they stop producing is a baffling question. But anyways, that's the same logic now with their real estate plans. If you as a landlord own several apartment buildings, but it is not worth renovating them energetically, then you will no longer be allowed to rent them out. That means you have no rental income and the real estate becomes practically worthless. The bank where you got the mortgage will certainly demand it back and you are broke and end up in foreclosure. Now of course your property has no value because the property is no longer rentable or financeable which means total loss for you. That is exactly what Mark Carney, the UN Special Envoy for Climate Protection and Finance, announced in the middle of last year. Either you are in conformity with the climate initiatives or you end up as climate roadkill. As an investor, you have to be fundamentally clear about this. If the state does not come directly and take away your property, it can still easily forbid you to use it. They can just make up laws however they like, and you have to obey, and if you can't do that, then you lose the right to use your property. This represents a major scandal and injustice to citizens, as many owners of older buildings cannot afford the necessary renovations for financial reasons. 
Anyone who has ever renovated knows that these things can quickly run into the hundreds of thousands of dollars, especially with larger properties that are a bit older. And for some buildings you just can't even do that. It is not possible. I myself used to specialize in offering affordable housing. I bought and rented out many older apartment buildings. However, this will no longer be worthwhile because the investment costs can no longer be recovered from the rents. There are also the increased interest rates on mortgages, property taxes, and energy costs on top of that. Apart from that, energetic renovations are actually a total scam and neither save energy nor are they environmentally friendly. But that's another story. I'm glad that I've seen all of this coming before and that I have gradually sold all my properties over the past two years. It can only go down from here. Probably have to start all over again in another country to build up a new real estate portfolio. A country that is not particularly involved with this kind of initiatives, and ideally where properties are generally bought without a mortgage. Because then there is less leverage and prices cannot come back that much. So unfortunately, the prospects continue to get worse unless you set up a new business as a firm specialized in offering energy efficient renovations. There will definitely be a lot to do in the future. You have to look at this from both sides and make the best of the situation. In that sense, that's it for today. All the best uh, to you. Stop it there. <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> think about living in these hostile areas here in our own country <clears throat> where you got the left tards, I mean, the hardcore Marxist nuts in charge. Um, you wish you could just pick up your property and move it to another place where there's much more friendly environment, but... I mean, I don't know what the future is going to bring, but you, when you look at these projections of our depopulation and then the increasing frequency of these so-called events, um, it really kind of gets you your mind open to the possibility that, yeah, these bastards are serious. Um, so we're in February of 2023. Um, you know, the Deagle projections for 2025, maybe those were a few years early to get the, but 2030, this is this year that all these people are really, really focused on world government summit panel discusses the shock needed for new world order trans transformation at the world government summit 2023 panel discussion professor arturo Brice from the imd world competitiveness center argued that a shock was needed for the transformation to the new world order it's all part of the plan for complete control over the common man how wicked dr Brice. How's this transition going to happen? I totally agree that the world order, the way it is built today, doesn't make any sense. That is not in line with the economic powers like India, Brazil, or Germany. They don't have a massive role in the international order. But to me, the big question is, how are we going to go through this with this transformation? It cannot be gradual. It has to be has to be driven by a part by a per, part and sh a, a certain shock that will happen. So this is the more of the language, never let a good crisis go to waste. 
But when Fauci and all those goons were sitting on the stage talking about how they were going to roll out blanket vaccinations and they were using terms like this, what's what's really up next? I think these are warm-ups, these little things that they're doing now, and they've got something big, uh, unfortunately, that's, that's going to throw us onto the central bank digital currency, something that big. We'll see. All right, we'll see you on the other side. People who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste by going to rbnhemppaste.com. That's rbnhemppaste.com. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.